Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, September 30th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to talk again about the parable of the prodigal son. But before we get to that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, may we have the courage to respond to your calling, whether that calling is just to return to you, whether that calling is to go out, whether that calling is to remain. May we have the courage to hear your voice and know it to be a voice of love. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen to these familiar words from Luke's Gospel. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. The son would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. And while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out the robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen! For all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, 
Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, if you were to get a tattoo right now, what would it be of? First of all, I would just like to thank Divine Providence that I've never gotten a tattoo because (laughs) I can't imagine what I would have picked at 25. Um, But, you know, it would be words. Mm -hmm. Shocking. Mm -hmm. I love words so much. And my favorite poem is by Wendell Berry. And I would tattoo the last line, which is practice resurrection. Mm -hmm. Because I need to be reminded um, of, of our need to get up and turn to God again and again. What about you if you were to get another oh, one? That's pretty. That was a pretty good one. Is it weird for me to ask where you would get it? Uh, I would get it on the inside of my forearm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. So I could see it and be reminded. Uh, I would call up my brothers uh, right now and I'd say, all right, I know we've talked about a brother tattoo. What are we doing? Oh, <laughs> I'll design I y'all one. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. That's the thing. It'll is, be right? like a cactus wrestling. <laughs> Because y'all are so, like, you know, wrestly brothers and (laughs) so so prickly in the desert. I was thinking more Arizona. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, no, I I don't have anything in particular uh, that comes to mind, but we have all talked about if we could ever, if we ever had something that we liked, uh, we would all do it. That you all could agree on. uh, That we could all agree on. But uh, also, that would require, like, motivation from someone, and so that hasn't really revealed itself. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm trying to think, like, if my brother's got, like, a tattoo, what it would be. Uh, So, like, my younger brother and I, like, I could get Waylon Jennings' name tattooed on me. He would be all about that. But the older brother and I, like, what would we do? Like, Morrissey for the Smiths? I mean, my life is weird. (sighs) Uh, Speaking of siblings, um, in our scripture passage, we have two sons. We have two brothers. Uh, Which of the two do you identify with and why? Brett, Brett, Brett. (laughs) Don't you get it that I'm God the Father? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so much like you have said on Monday, um, different ones at different times in my life. Hmm. I have certainly felt like the younger brother who has wandered far from God. And I don't mean wandered far from God in that they have been close and then left. I just came to a point in my life of deep brokenness and I felt divorced from God and I've never been so lonely. And, um, and so, and then to find that when I, when I did come to God, there was love and welcome and hospitality and rejoicing like I had never known. Um, I also identify with the elder brother who has been the person that has tried to do all of the right things, has tried to live out what God has called, and has seen, um, for me, uh, other people who've succeeded. Hmm. Uh, when I feel like they aren't people I admire, hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? That yeah. some and, and here's what it comes down to: at its base, I feel like I'm more righteous, and they've succeeded. Mm-hmm. What's up with that, Lord? Yeah, that's so. that's not the that's not the way things should be. That's not the order of right. things. Um, yeah. So, what about you? I I was th- reading it. I was thinking about it this time through, and while you were reading it, and um, 
the brother, the older brother, uh, does something that I am particularly good at. He does it so well in this passage. Is I think that he not only, uh, in addition to being um, frustrated about his righteousness, but also he's been hurt by his little brother. Not only has his little brother abandoned his father, he's abandoned his brother. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, in the passage, you know, every time he talks to the father he says you know your son he doesn't say my oh, brother oh i know i noticed that yeah. this time Listen, and, and this son of th- yours this son of yours but then the father at the very end says your brother uh the father reminds him of the relationship and so i think i'm very much like the older brother if, if someone irks me or some, someone hurts me the brother does two things one he or he does one thing in two different ways he sets up distance both physical distance he set he yep. sets himself I'm apart in the fi- field i'm not i can't go, even stand to look I at can't you even, i can't even go celebrate with you uh but then also of a changing of language of the separation uh and and god seeks not only restoration between god's self and each of these sons but also restoration between the brothers uh which i think comes through in that very last line of uh, where he says, um, we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours turned around from yeah. this son of yours. Uh-huh. This brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He has lost and has been found. And, you know, the elder brother is is faithful because the insult to the father of asking for that inheritance early. In that culture, it was essentially like saying, I wish you were I dead. I wish you were dead. Um, and so he's insulted the father, and he is no longer a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And so this is all very, you know, he's very righteous, I guess is what I want to say. But Jesus wants to point out that we're missing the point. Um, and I will, I was just thinking like, my life and my orientation to the world is so much better when I remember that brokenness and that welcome that I got. Mm-hmm. I want to be rooted in that instead of rooted in resentment. I also wonder, and just really using our biblical imagination of, you know, I'm sure the older son saw the brokenness of the father. And so in his his mind, he can't understand why the father would would welcome him home after. He's just going to hurt you again. He's just, he's just, he's still a little twerp that's going to, you know, do something wrong. Um, uh, Which makes me think the elder brother had no children of his own. <laughs> Probably mm, not. Because there's a part of me as a mother who they can, you know, I'll always want them near, mm-hmm. even when they've hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave us with a quote from the author Sebastian Richard, who has written, We love to talk about the repentance of the prodigal son and the forgiveness of the father, but we seem to miss the part about the son's restoration. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Monday. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.